0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast. This is a mother and daughter podcast with different musings on metaphysical topics. And my name is Kate Elligan. I'm the daughter. I'm based in Colorado, and I partner with horses is an equine-partnered coach and animal communicator. Uh, and I help people with personal growth and transformation. And my mom was on the board for the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey for many years. And we always talk about really fun topics. We picked a good one for you today. But go ahead and say hi and introduce yourself, Mom.
0: Hi, I'm Peggy. And yes, uh, I worked with the Metaphysical Center for many years as director and on their board in different capacities. And um, Our basic concepts are metaphysics. That's the basic idea, which is not a religion. It's basically a philosophy. And so the topics we choose are things that impact people's lives on a very practical, concrete basis. And that's what we're doing today. We're going to be talking about the chakras.
1: Yeah, so we picked the chakras as a topic, which is something that I actually think I first heard that term from you and was like, What is a chakra? <laughs> I still feel like I am asking what is a chakra? I know a lot of people know what they are, if they're in the energy, medicine or healing world or probably yoga. Um There's also a lot of people that don't know what the chakras are. And even if we do, it's good to be reminded of, like, different ways we can work with them, balance them, understand them, and process um, because they're really significant in our lives. And so you did a ton of research. The Metaphysical Center of New Jersey, otherwise known as MCNJ, also has a class on this. So um, why don't you kick us off with understanding a little bit about, like, where did this concept of chakra even come from? How do you define a chakra and, you know, why is it important?
0: Yeah, good questions. Um, to very begin with, so you heard Katie say it's a chakra and I use the explanation or the word chakra and both are correct. So you will hear us both say it a little bit differently, but they're both correct. Um, and the concept first that, that I'm aware of first came from the Hindu Uh, tradition from the Vedas, which are ancient texts about thousands of years old. Um, And they're also mentioned in another set of texts called the Upanishads, again from the the Hindu religion. And this explains the fundamental tenets of Hinduism. And as you mentioned, they're found in many yoga practices as well. So the word chakra is a Sanskrit term and it it has meant wheel of light or sometimes vortex of power. It's basically a wheel because those who have intuitive insight see it as a spinning uh, wheel. And so sometimes they see it as spokes um, on the wheel spinning. And sometimes it's described as petals on a a flower and as the energy of the chakra is more open to receiving the higher vibrations. So you'll see it described in both ways if you choose to go in on your own. Um, Katie, I'd like to give a little bit of background on something that is sort of related to this, but it's a little different. Um, When we talk about the human body, um, we usually people are talking about the physical body. And what happens is, or what has happened metaphysically, we talk about we have seven bodies. And this is where the concept of the seven chakras come from. They are energy centers connected to these seven bodies. I use the word body, but they're really like layers of energy that not only surround our dense physical body, but are in and around every cell of all seven of these bodies. So we have an emotional body, we have a mental body, and there are many spiritual bodies. And the chakras are connected. They're the connecting points. Um, of energy from the universe into our physical body. And that's and where they connect are at these seven chocolate points. So one of the things that I want to just mention is that there is a layer or a body, whatever you want to call it, called the etheric layer, which is actually connected to the dense physical body. And this is the part of the human that actually um, it is connected to, some people call it the soul or the spark or whatever uh, spiritual part of us, you know, we talk about. This etheric body is like the blueprint for what we know as a physical body. It's the etheric physical body, so it's the same, but it's a non-visible field of energy. And it acts as the blueprint for the physical body. It's kind of like, you know, if you have a battery and a cell phone, Uh, The battery runs the cell phone. Without the battery, the phone is useless. But also without the phone, the battery serves no purpose. And that's kind of like what I'm talking about when I talk about the etheric body connected to the physical body. And so basically the way this got to us and how it happens is that during the process of birth, the atoms of the etheric body are attracted to the dense physical body through the law of attraction. And they form this etheric magnetic electromagnetic field um, around the body. And so everything that happens in our physical body is connected directly to this etheric body. So the organs that we have, the um, glands that we have are directly connected to these seven energy points or chakras that run through the body. And the etheric body has a channel um, that is found in the physical, the dense physical body, which is up through our spinal cord. And uh, there's a term for it. They call it the sushumna. And that's the channel that brings the elements from the sun and surroundings and assimilates them into the physical body. So, you know, I was trying to explain an example of this to somebody um, we think, you know, we receive vitamin D from the sun. We say our skin absorbs it. But in reality what is happening is that the etheric level of our body is absorbing it and then it is being used by the dense physical body. And so a clairvoyant, um, a psychic is often able to see this etheric double. We call it etheric double. And it looks a little bit like luminous fur. And if you if you have this kind of sight or you can actually see it on your own, even if you're not a, a clairvoyant psychic, it, 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 this is a, a like a fur, a, a lighter color that extends slightly around the dense physical form. And um, at death, um, people say that it can actually be seen separating from the physical form as it rises and disintegrates um, as we pass from this. To give another one. So, anyway, it's a wrong kind of background about where the, the Wait, energy center comes from. Is that what an aura is called? It what is connected see? to the aura. The, the, but an aura the thing of the difference. Well, the, yes, it is separate, and the reason oh. is is that the etheric body is really more just like um, if you were to stand in front of a uh, of a background, um, a, a plain solid sheet or a plain wall. And really focus the body uh, on the body, you will see this color around the physical body. The aura is actually all seven of the chakras, chakras, that give the body an aura. One is usually more predominant um, than the others, and so that 's why we 'll often see an aura of a certain color. Um, and they will show up more, but they come from all of the chakras, whereas the etheric body is something a little bit different. It's not really one of the seven bodies it's it's the part that connects connects to our physical we wouldn't be alive without it. It's where the energy um, from the higher centers come into the body. So you know one of the other things that I thought I just mentioned is that you know when you talk about this at a metaphysical level it's it's very understandable. But at the physical level, people like chiropractors or acupuncturists or massage therapists, they know these energy centers, even though you can't find them and scientists can't see them someplace, but they know to work with the meridians in the body that connect these energy centers. And because these layers of energy are all about us in every cell, and that's how um, these Acupuncturists and chiropractors know what they're talking about when they they work with your physical body. It's, they're working with the energy body, is what they're doing. So, well, um, interesting one, though uh,
1: is when you do aura photography, right? You can see multiple colors. So I hadn't really thought of it as a couple of the chakras are sh- like almost more more obvious, and then because also. The chakras are obviously, we'll get into this, but there's a placement of them. And so, like, sometimes, you know, the yellow chakra, for a second, we'll just simplify it. You could see yellow around someone's head right? But that's mm-hmm. not where the chakra is. So how does the aura photography work to, to cause I thought the etheric body and the aura were the same thing. So this is really good information. Yeah. Obviously I don't, yeah. I haven't studied it at this depth. Right. So, but then mm-hmm. how does the aura photography be different than like the chakra placement?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you
0: know, what happens is the aura, the, um so if you see a yellow, Aura around a person through the photography, or even just a, a, a person looking at it may see a slightly yellow aura or something. That's often the, um, a sign of someone who's very much in their head, even though that chakra is found in a lower part of the body. It's around, around the abdomen is where that chakra is found. It's called a solar plexus chakra. But it is connected. See, All of the chakras, there's an upper level and a lower. I should probably, we should get into the chakras to talk about it. But there's an upper level um, above the heart and a lower level. Below the heart, there are seven chakras that we talk about. So the, the third one from the bottom is called the solar plexus. And if you were to do it by color, that's yellow. So an aura photographer may see or may show in the photo a yellow. And that means that person is definitely coming from more of an intellectual headspace because it is also directly connected with the crown chakra. As I said, there are three higher and three lower. So the um, even though the colors will be slightly different and that has very much to do with your willpower and um, so that has that's where the color in a, a photograph will show up even though the chakra itself but that is the predominant chakra that is that your body is using at that time. So, for example, red is, is, is the base chakra or the root chakra. That's the color connected with it. If you have an aura photograph taken at a time perhaps when you are very angry or very upset, that chakra is going to be um, foremost in your auric field. And so red will show up. Um, whereas on the other hand, if you're somebody very peaceful and very calm and um, speaking your truth, that's coming from your throat chakra, which is a blue color. So the aura will show up as a blue aura. So depending on what's going on in your body at the time, the color in a in a um, chakra photograph is going to indicate what's going on in your body at that time it doesn't mean that's your shot the color of your chakras all the time it just means that's what's showing up at that time does that make sense
1: yeah totally right. and i yeah it's interesting didn't mean to like jump the gun because i there is there are Seven chakras that most people most commonly talk about and so we'll go into them for people. Mm-hmm. Um but there are how there's many chakras. And I remember the first time I like learned that I was like, Oh, I thought there was only seven and then I realized, oh, there's chakras in your feet, there's chakras above your head, you know, and so I when I work with them and we can talk about how to work with them, but I do feel them as more like vortexy funnels than wheels. Mm-hmm. But um that I can work with them energetically with, especially when I work on animals and horses in particular, I I work with them as like a a wheel um, intentionally. So, yeah. So why don't we, why don't you walk? So walk us through also like, why are there seven that we mostly focus on? And then how many really are there? You know, why, and why don't people focus on the other ones? Right.
0: Right. Actually a lot of people do focus on the other chakras. Um, It's just, when you're teaching about them so that people understand the basic. It's like this is the basic, the seven basic. Some systems say there are 21 minor or lesser chakras operating in the body, and some people say there are 42 lesser chakras. So it depends. Um, Some of the teachings in metaphysics, humanity has not evolved to its full potential yet, and that when humanity does, there will be 12 force centers that will be just like they say there will be 12 planets in our solar system. But humanity hasn't gotten there yet. So um, there are people that talk about the other chakras, but the most powerful ones of the lesser chakras are located, as you said, in the palm of each hand and the sole of each foot, which is why when you use, like, the oils um, and, and you're trying to heal your body in some way or do something... You will put them on the palm of your hand or on the sole of your feet. The best thing to do, like if you're going to use leaves or one of the other living oils, um, put it on before you go to bed at night on the sole of each foot and the palm of each hand. They are the most absorbed areas then into the whole body that you can then use. So just a little by the by. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so So what I find interesting about the chakras is there's, like, when I think of them, I almost feel like I've learned about them, uh, like, in baby steps, and because there is a lot of information, and it can get overwhelming, right? So, and I think that for me, it's like, first you learn there's, there's the seven, then you learn where they are in the body, right? And then you learn the colors associated with them. And we can talk about why the color is important. And then they have Sanskrit names, each of them, which are really beautiful, and I do not – I can't <laughs> remember them. But when I see them written, I'm like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then there's also sacred geometry connected to each of them as well. Um, so I feel like, you know, there's all these – and then I'm probably even forgetting of something else that's connected to each of them, right? I mean, obviously, there, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. go into, like – each one has a different, what I would call kind of like lesson or learning opportunity um, or areas of focus. Right. So for me, when I started to learn them, I'm like, okay, let me just see if I can remember like two to five words that are associated with each of the chakras um, starting point. Right. And so that way I could, know how to remember them and work with them. And then I also always think of the color of the rainbow because I would not mm-hmm. remember them otherwise. And I still to this day flip yellow and orange frequently. Um, so <laughs> why don't you walk through, walk us through the seven and it's so fascinating to know that people think there's so many different ones. Um, but yeah, what, I mean that it just like boggles my mind sometimes. Cause I'm like, well, the body they go out outside the body, right? So the seven Absolutely. Yeah. are mostly connected to, you know, it starts at, at your sit bones, at your sacrum, and it's, and it's, then it goes up to the top of your head. So, I'm like, the other ones are obviously elsewhere. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, why don't you start with, like, talking a little bit about the lower chakras um, so that people can understand what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is important
0: to like the way be be very specific about simple things to help you to remember what to use them for. Yeah, absolutely, because it is very elaborate. I mean, as I said in the beginning, each of these energy centers is the connecting point from the energy outside of us to working with the physical organs and glands that are inside of us. These are the channels. These things are the channels. And they not only come into us, but they go out from us. And so the, the chakra itself energetically goes both in front and behind. So you will often feel that energy from another person if you're, if you're nearby them. And that's, that's one of the things that why these energy centers are so powerful, because they really do... Use the energy around you, both in and out. So, the first one, the basic one they talk about is either the base or the root chakra. And that's the one, as you said, it's down right at the base of the spine. And it's the color they usually color. And one of the things, do you remember? Well, you may I be in your school, but in, when I was in elementary school, they talked about Roy G. Biv. And that's how you remember this. You know, the rainbow was red, orange, yellow, and that was Roy, and then G was green, and then Biv was blue, indigo, violet. And that's the same color, that's the same system you can use for the uh, for the chakras to remember, Roy, G, Biv. So the root or the base is the red chakra, and that basically has to do with survival. It's related to issues of safety, security, family, as well as your own individuality. It has to do with self-preservation instincts any matters related to the physical world um, and having to do with the basic needs that we have as humans. And that's the first and most important um, chakra because it is where we start as humans. We start as babies. If, if we don't have good parenting, um, the instinct for survival will often, they often die. Babies will die if they don't get what they need so that's where it starts. That's the um of the chakras. And any time there are problems with family or your own feelings of safety, there are things you can do then to support that. And I don't know if you want to get into that now or we should talk about them first and then go back and talk about things that people can do. Should we go back to them?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, there's seven of them. So let's like just, let's dissect each one, uh, you know, so like, you know, the root is easy for me to remember, because it's the root of your body. It's red. Right. And I always think of it as connected to like belonging and family of origin. And, um, whether you're grounded. So like what I do with the root chakra is I'm always, I always drop grounding cords from my sit bones down into the earth or into the dirt or sit on the dirt a lot. Um, Now there's beautiful things like earthing mats and whatnot to help people like feel grounded. Um, But I always feel like no matter like what your family situation was, like earth is your original mother. I've said that before. And, that's the original that you can always go and connect with her and ground and Mm -hmm. and sit on her and feel supported and connected and, uh, and ask that some of those issues in your route that are there um, because it is a place of like, it's about safety a lot of times and security, um, you know, and so I will often just ask earth to take it, uh, any issues and I'll transmute it down into the earth, you know, asking that it compost when it hits the earth. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would imagine grounding foods like beets, right? red foods, you know, um, earth foods, like, you know, um, kale and uh, rainbow shard and that kind of stuff is, like, really good for – or beet juice, like, really good for the root chakra. But it is – I think it's a really important place for a lot to start at the root, you know, because it's such a key – It's such a key chakra, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, you know, keep in mind that the idea of red is so important. Any red fruits and vegetables, you know, apples, anything red. And proteins, for some reason, that is very grounding, proteins. So Mm -hmm. proteins, red fruits and vegetables, and even wearing red clothes, believe it or not, we don't generally think... That color, we think of it as color is just color. But every single thing that exists is energy. And so the color in our red clothes is a different energy than color in yellow clothes or green clothes. So if for some reason you're working with your red chakra, maybe be more aware of wearing red and consciously connect with what it is that you're doing. If you're walking barefoot or hiking in the woods or... And also, another good thing that people can do is anything, um, using gems or crystals. Again, in red, like a, a ruby or a garnet, um, holding it, just holding it if you're doing a meditation, for example, um, obsidian, all those, anything that will ground you is a really important, um, tool that you can use when you're, when you're working with the root chakra.
1: Would you see the hips as kind of being connected to the root chakra? I'm just thinking about that. No, that's
0: it's going up more into the sacral center, yeah.
1: You would see the legs and the feet potentially connected for sure to the root, but it's also – Yeah, um, it's definitely – I remember when I, like, bruised my tailbone and, oh, my goodness, did I have to focus on my root chakra for, like, six months to a year because that thing takes a while to heal, you know? So it's, it's like – but, you know, it is also a place of, like, where if we feel like we don't have our support issues, like, we don't feel supported in the universe or, like, like you know – you're a single mom and you feel like you have to do everything yourself. A lot of that can be root chakra stuff. And so the other thing I do is I like get really comfy wherever I sit. And I remember like, oh yeah, like there's this beautiful tear, you know, that is, people could do it and you can swing in a hammock with that or a swing and really start to feel into like there is support that can, you know, Mm -hmm. really be there for you and feel good underneath your sit bones. So, um, a lot of yoga poses are on, are on tip bones too, you know, so it's another time to play with the root chakra, but, right. um, yeah, the yeah. yoga tree, the tree, uh, yoga tree
0: posture. That's a good one, you know, to do for that too.
1: So the second chakra would be more hips. I feel like a lot of people hold emotions in their hips, um, from what I've seen and heard. It's why I love pigeon pose. If we're talking about yoga to really do hip mm-hmm. opener. So what is the second chakra? So this
0: uh, second chakra is called the sacral um, chakra, and it is color the color is orange that's connected to this one. and this is the center of your personal power. It's the center of sexuality, sensuality. Um, it's also the center of creativity and procreation. It also has to do with magnetism, if we're trying to magnetize things into our life. This is the important center to be working with, the sacral center. Uh, it also has to do with the pursuit of pleasure and consciously learning to enjoy things in life, not, not attached to them or addicted to them, but just the enjoyment of them. Um, and the color of orange is the thing that you want to be working when you're working on that.
1: I am wearing orange today. I didn't really think (laughs) about it, but (laughs) I am wearing a bright orange shirt. And um, I never used to like the color orange or really be attached to it. And I feel like when I do most of my work, I do a lot of it around second chakra stuff, Um, which, Mm -hmm. you know, for women, it's their womb space. So it is about creativity. It's where I think a lot of, like, ideas get generated in that space. Um, a lot of like mothering type issues can be stuck in the second chakra, um, and it is a space of like w- creativity. So it's funny. I always think of willpower as the third chakra, like the stomach. So, you think it's more, mm-hmm. it's more in the second.
0: Well, it's the real willpower center is is one of the higher ones, but it is definitely right. connected with the cycle center. This is the lesser of the two of them, um, the lower, I should say, not lesser, but lower. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But but I also find the second and third to be very connected as, as centers, the orange and the yellow. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that, and what would people do for the second, for the second chakra to help support that? Yeah, that, that's, there's so many,
0: again, anything that gives you pleasure you know, if if you love lighting aromatic candles or soaking in a tub, listening to really enjoyable music, anything that gives you pleasure in that way, um, just immerse yourself in, in a sensory experience. Uh, creativity, anything that would de- develop your creativity, anything in art, dance, just being in nature and beauty, anything like that. Um, pursuing intimacy in a relationship uh, would be good. Um you know, keeping a gratitude journal and cultivating thankfulness is an important thing to do um, to support your sacral center.
1: Yeah. I have to find that, like, again, I'm going to always probably use the land <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because I'm in nature all the time, but I like laying belly down. And it's good for both second and third chakra, but to really lay belly down on the earth is awesome. Um just to connect, like fully have the, the chakras fully aligned on the earth, is is really fun. Um, but yeah, it is. It's a it's a space. Like I think also I know I keep popping into the third, but it is a place where you want to pay attention to like, you know, for women hormones, but also you know what you're eating and how you're nourishing yourself, because those two areas can kind of take a hit. I also think of, like, the second chakra is also very connected to money, and it can be where we have some of our money issues too, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Could be. It depends on how you look at money. If money is part of your, you know, security and survival, then that's going to be a root issue. First, you If it's more on how you can develop your creativity, yeah, then that's definitely a second
1: one. Yeah. It's interesting. And all of these chakras can get blocked, which is also something to, or even blocked, but also stuck, right? Where the energy is not really flowing. And so that's when, you know, you can get no folks who are really well versed in the chakras and the systems and how to help open them up. Certainly Kundalini yoga is one of them. Um, Chakra, like people who actually do chakra balancing with gemstones or within on some of those light beds that are so cool. And you lay down and they have like a gemstone and a light connected to each of the chakras. And you lay down in the position and they. It was really, really lovely to, like, have that experience because mm-hmm. I could just feel the whole of my system getting rebooted at the same time. And sometimes, like, when I work on animals, I'll work on just one chakra at a time because that's really, like, like they need the root chakra, one of my horses. So always needs the root chakra done and then the rest of her body kind of can come back into flow. So it, you know, usually it may only be one or two chakras that's kind of out of balance at a time. So, um, but it's also nice to have a boost of all of them at the same time with kind of those beds that are kind of really neat. So anyways, let's jump into the third chakra because we still have a lot to get through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the third chakra.
0: Well, the third chakra is called the solar plexus, and that is located um, just below your stomach, in the upper abdomen below the stomach, and that is usually identified with the color yellow, and um, the important thing that this chakra helps us deal with is how to um, make decisions, how to clearly state intentions. yeah, unplugging from things that drain your energy. Um, those are some things that you can work with when you're working on the on the solar plexus. This this is an area that has to do with a drive for power um, and self-discipline. It's how to learn, learning discrimination and the ability to pick your battles type of a thing. Um, and it does have to do with lower will as well. Um, one of the important things is learning to be of service rather than being a servant, the solar plexus. If you often feel like you're being taken advantage of, it may be a yellow area, solar plexus area, rather than being of service type of thing.
1: Yeah, I see it with clients when they have willpower issues, like either motivational issues or like not wanting to do something or needing motivation, not knowing their purpose or their calling, which will also pop into the heart space, but it and or power dynamics like um you know male female power dynamic things that can happen at work or even you know power with others um feeling loss of power some of that can be in this space so it's yeah i think there to me i look at the chakra as the chakra that needs kind of movement like walking physical exercise again okay. really good healthy food because it is a system that If your gut's really off or it's not strong, it can affect other things. For me, I know, like, if I, like, when this area is really strong and I'm really fit, I have way less, like, fear and I have greater confidence. And then if it starts to get off balance, I can tell, like, oh, yeah, I've got to work out more and get that stomach area really stronger because that helps with the emotions as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, and also wearing yellow, like you were saying, you wore the orange. No, wearing yellow or gold, um, gold colored or yellow colored jewelry, um, carrying, um, again, some of the, the, um, crystals and gemstones like tiger eye or topaz, um, are really helpful if you're, if you're working on the solar plexus. And again, adding humor and laughter. is is a very important thing. Um, You know, when you talk about a belly laugh, that's why it's supporting that area. And so it's important to, to do.
1: Yeah. And there's then the fourth chakra, which is the heart center. It's really the connecting point between the lower three and the top three. And it is green. Um, I always think of green as kind of the color of universal love and pink is a little more about self-love and compassion. But it's, I always look at like when I've done Kundalini, we can pull beautiful energy up from the lower chakras, meet it in the heart and pull energy down from like the heavens or the cosmos and meet it in the heart and blend it. And, you know, the heart is probably one of the more common chakras that people talk about because it is, people are like, is your heart open? Well, they're talking about is the chakra open, (laughs) you know, (laughs) um, is it flowing? Is it? And so it is often about love. And this is where, you know, when we close our hearts down or we have heart walls, which Emotion Code talks about. There can be issues in the heart space. So tell us a little more about the heart chakra.
0: Yeah. Um, so the, the, it's the center because it's the center of the seven chakras. It really brings in the unconditional love from the upper areas, uh, up from the earth uh, energy, from the lower areas. It brings us together. And so it, it does have to live a life that, you know, joy and peace kind of, um, it's it's a very important area of the body for all of them. And so one of the things that you can do is count your blessings. Be aware of um, the things that you want to focus on in terms of forgiveness either for yourself or for others. And again, wearing green and pink clothes and, you know, certain of the crystals like jade um, or rose quartz would be helpful. Um, eating green fruits and vegetables and doing things that bring you joy and well-being. Those will will benefit the heart chakra for sure.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a chakra where you can see some intimacy issues, romantic relationship or just relationship issues in general. It is, um, you know, a lot of people can feel intense feelings in their heart when there's grief and loss. And I I think writing is really important because your heart is connected to your hand. So you can just write. You don't have to send the letters. You can throw them away if you're moving energy or, Writing love letters, you can also write it out through your heart space. Um, but it's also, um, yeah. I mean, there's. A, I think heart math is really important, and the heart breathing and a lot of the techniques that heart math teaches that are sort of essentially like mini meditations can really help your heart be in coherence. And when your heart's in coherence, without a doubt, your heart chakra is, is spinning and it is, is open um mm-hmm. and we did another podcast called heart intelligence if people want to look at that too so it's you know i will say in our master's program they talked a lot about chakras especially in their follow-up program consciousness health and healing and they spent a lot of time like i feel like they were a very heart chakra group um and they often were, did a lot to open up the higher chakras, but the lower chakras is what I went after my master's program to really go learn from the horses because those lower chakras are so important too. So the fifth chakra is above the heart. It's connected to the throat. It is blue. It's Mm -hmm. the chakra that I think I spend a lot, a decent amount of time working on these days, um, expressing myself, speaking, authentic voice, deep truth, um, there's a lot of times, I think, especially women have kind of stuffed their voice um, or masked it or been silenced, and trauma can get into that as well, um, feeling like, what's the point? But there's really beautiful ways to open the throat chakra, too. One of my favorites is breath work. Um, and the breath work that I end up doing with a facilitator is he always has a scream. He has us do a primal scream, and that can also really open up the chakra in a beautiful way like screaming into a pillow or screaming at the top of your lungs in your car uh, or even just screaming to music and singing to music. So there's so many pieces Mm -hmm. there too. I find the sound bowls are really also good to balance all like the gongs and the Tibetan bowls and the crystal bowls are often coded to different chakras and those are super healthy and helpful too as another healing modality. We just did our last podcast on healing modalities but what else would you say about the chakra? I know it's
0: one you work with too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the important things to remember is don't take anything personally for this chakra. You know, it's one of the ones that you want to just relax and handle the energy differently um, as you're expressing your truth. And of course, some of the things you can do is wearing purple and blue clothes, using general uh, gems and minerals like The lapis lazuli, topaz, aquamarine, eating blue and purple foods like blueberries and eggplants. These are things that you can do to really support any work that you're doing with the throat chakra.
1: Yeah, and I find a lot of what's helpful is to journal, just to give yourself a voice and to really, like, be able to track your thoughts or feelings about things. It's just a personal, sacred space for you. So, Mm -hmm. um, other thing I recommend, I just did another podcast, which was super fun and it was inspiring me forward and it was on deep truth sharing our deep truth and i gave a a couple tips at the end one of them was around also using the voice memos on your phone to just be able if you get triggered instead of calling a friend and sharing it and spreading that kind of energy just use your voice memo and dump it into there and then delete delete the voice memo but at least you got it out and you got to speak speak it out and you feel like you're talking to someone and I also use the voice memos for creative ideas, you know, and that kind of thing. So cool. Well, uh, we could talk about all of these for a very long time. We still have. I know. So the <laughs> the sixth chakra is the, uh, what is the sixth chakra?
0: It's the brow or sometimes called the third eye chakra. And it's uh, the color that's usually connected with is indigo, which is a deep blue different from the throat, which is a light blue. Um And it has to do with basically your central nervous system. It's the center of higher intuition, intellect, reasoning. Um, This is where visions and dreams are uh, often found. Um, So it's important for this chakra to really learn to trust your own intuition and use it to solve problems. Um, That's an important thing to do with this particular one. Uh, You know, doing a spiritual practice such as meditation or walking in nature Listening to spiritual speakers. These are all things you can do to support the development of the sixth chakra.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because the first time I heard this and I practiced it, it really helped. So the Boulder Psychic Institute here in Colorado, they will talk about actually using your third eye as not so a lot I was always trained to like think of your third eye a couple inches or a few inches out in front of your Forehead, but they actually talk about the seat of your intuition as being in the center of your head. So you right. can also go to the center of your head, and that's like it's a really powerful force in place. And for those that haven't played with that, I encourage you, like sit in meditation and picture being in the si- center of your head, and that is a very different energy that can you can do a lot from. A lot of visualization can happen through the third eye. Um they teach some really cool practices, like use how they use roses and um and different imagery. so it's a powerful visualization center too and you mm-hmm. know it's honestly where I go on the horse when I feel like one of the things I always do when I work on them is I'll put my hand up to their third eye, it's where the whirl is, or it's where I used to call like the unicorn horn, and I put my hand there and I just say, "I plug you back into source and i Turn on your inner healer, right? I, I, I re- you return you to your inner healer because we have the inner healer and it is connected to our intuition, um, and the whole mind gut connection is huge as well. So I think it's important, like to to actually like touch that space and or even put your hands out a little bit in front and say we activate this, um, and that is a very common center that can get blocked through pineal gland issues through um thyroid and it is something that we have to really cultivate and take care of i'm a huge fan of filtered water for the third eye um like really making sure there isn't heavy metals and junk in the water so anyways it's an important important one and then the last one at least for the for what we're going to talk about today is the seventh right
0: right the crown chakra yeah
1: and that's, that chakra is the one that
0: it's connected with the color of violet or sometimes white. And it has to do with the connection to your higher self, your true spiritual nature. Um, it's the higher self rather than the human personality self. And it's, the goal is to really achieve oneness with the infinite divine wisdom. Um, that's the whole purpose of it. You know, and this is where we would achieve enlightenment as we, you know, develop our abilities. But um it's the crown chakra. It's, it's the thing you can do the most is stay in the present moment. Everything is provided for you in the present moment. There is no past and no future. We feel that there is because here, you know, on planet Earth, we have a timeline and there's past and future. But if you stay in the present moment, you will be working with the crown chakra. And, again, you can wear white, wear lavender, use amethyst um, and some of the other gems, um, eating purple fruits and vegetables, or white like cauliflower, things that will help to support the work that you're doing with the crown chakra.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure in Kundalini, that is why they wear the white turbans, right, over yes. the heads to essentially keep the crown chakra really connected and preserved close to their body, correct? Pure, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm – Or and they wear all white. And yeah, yeah, I think it is um it's really sure. interesting if you haven't worn all white in a while, just play with it, try it. You don't need to go to one of those white, you know, those white parties to wear all white. It is a very different experience and you will feel into some levels of like the crown and purity. And um I've noticed too, like even if you wrap your head in a towel, you'll start to feel your crown a little differently too. So that's something to play with. You can play with that in meditation. Just wrap your head in a little towel and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. To, and But a lot of great ideas can come in through that space, which is why I also love, you know, when you shower, you're immediately hitting your crown with with water, right? And so I think those are – it's it's fun to, to play with that um, for the crown chakra too. So, yeah. Well, so much interesting information. Hopefully some people learned something new or – you know, are interested in learning more about the chakras, there's definitely classes and courses out there on them. You have a lot of information from the Metaphysical Center that at some point we're we're working on potentially putting together a manual from different um, podcasts that we've done, and there's, there are classes through the Metaphysical Center, and I think you'll have some of those documents up there in the future, right?
0: Right, absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, and one other thing that I just want to mention, and then I want to see if there's anything else you want to share before we close, is I created the Awakening with Equines card deck, and the horses, it's really a horse wisdom deck of 40 different qualities, emotional intelligence qualities that the horses teach. And it's just so funny because when I was doing it, They wanted me to write the word, like, wisdom or joy or trust on the card, and I knew I had to put it somewhere, and on the bottom, they're like, put the chakra color behind it, and you and I spent a while kind of going through, like, okay, (laughs) where would you really put trust, right, because trust Mm -hmm. is definitely be a third chakra, But it's very much a root chakra. And so it was really fun working with the artist because she really was able to bring in, like the. I'm staring right now at the connection card, and we put the infinity sign between a girl and a horse in the heart space, and it's it's green. And she really brought in the beautiful colors of the chakras. They're kind of um, earthy-toned colors that she brought into the card. So I have... um, that's available if people want. They can go to com and email me and connect um, or the Facebook group Awakening with Equines and reach out if that's something of interest because you can play with the chakras that way and some of the qualities of the chakras and the colors through these cards. Um, so, and if people want other resources, I feel like you and I have a lot. <laughs> We've both studied mm-hmm, Margaret sure. Lynch's work on chakras as well. So, um, and I pulled out Dorian Virtues the other day and there's a bunch of uh, folks that talk about chakras. So anything you want to share in in closing here?
0: Uh, You know, it's just, there is so much to cover on this. I mean, we basically, we didn't even touch on the idea of Kundalini and how it's important that that'll, you know, at some point go from the root to the crown. It goes right through the chakras and how each of these uh, vibrate at a different rate in a different direction. They, they go in different directions, but, you know, as I said, we could really get into it. We could talk for another hour on this, Kate, but yeah,
1: there's a lot That's, of good well, information is there, out here.
0: People are interested.
1: Are there hurts like connected to different chakras? You know how I the bowls. Know in- have, yeah, I don't yes. either, but I'm wondering if there is, because I feel like there is a sound frequency connected to different chakras because the bowls that they create, the crystal bowls are like, you know, there is a throat chakra and it will sound mm-hmm. different than the heart chakra when you play it. Yeah. And so well, I would imagine. It. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'd imagine that different don't. heart circumstances is connected to them. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't
0: know if it's hurt. It is
1: vibration,
0: but I don't know if it's measured in hertz. That's what I'm saying because color vibration is different than sound vibration. So I don't know what it is. You know, when you ask, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: there's definitely vibration. Yeah, I think so too. And it took me a while to really trust that the color actually does mean something, and it and the chakra means something, and that you know this isn't like just a woo-woo system. Like there's really some cool science and information behind this and and also like when you can start to really feel the chakras which has been recent for me i'd say like the last six months i've really been able well maybe a little longer to feel the chakras and by the way yes animals have chakras yes they're a little different because you're looking at a four-legged that's more horizontal than vertical and so they're going to look a little different um but there's some cool like grass graphics out there that you can Google of where the horse chakras are if you're interested in that. And, you know, they need to be balanced as well. Animals need, they can get out of balance for different um, in different ways. Um, so it's really important to kind of tune in and see, I now see where there's constriction and I kind of work there based on I'm like looking at an animal or feeling around um, and just seeing, okay, yeah, this is, this one feels more stuck. So it's really, we can do that, too, with us. Reiki's another, I believe, practice that uses chakras, I, although I don't play with Reiki anymore myself. But um, anything else that you have, Mom, on this that you want to mention?
0: No. no, there's so much, Kate. I think we've <laughs> right. done a good job of starting it
1: (laughs) yeah i know with these less than an hour sort of get through some of the pieces that you can so you heard us mention different ways you can work at the chakras you've heard uh, food color crystals different healers or modalities that touch into them and it's also you know if you're really if you know you've got like a willpower issue and it's like you've been struggling with it you know, take a minute to even just put your hands on your stomach and breathe in and out of there and send light to that area. And any of these centers of your body, um, you you are your, your own best healer in some ways. And you can go into the chakras and start to also open them. We should mention really quick, so when a chakra is flowing, it's usually going clockwise. And then if it, it, to clear it, people usually go counterclockwise with the wheel, Again, more information is out there on this, but um mm-hmm. if interested they they can reach out to us as well. so thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all the information you put together. I know I learned stuff yeah. today.
0: It was great, yeah, always, always it's terrific.
1: All right. Thank you so much. And feel free to check out the other podcasts on the Divas That Care Network and some of the ones that my mom and I have done before, which have been really fun. Like we mentioned on healing modalities or heart intelligence, you can find the playlist on um, SoundCloud for sure. And there's all the different podcasts. playlists that are out there in different services and providers to listen to to some of the past ones so we'll be back in a month with another cool topic on metaphysics thank you so much for being here and have a great rest of your day
0: thanks for listening this show was brought to you by divas that care connect with us on facebook on instagram and of course on divas where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing